It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. Your week, your sports, John Glass here, back with another episode, hanging out with my mans, Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown, coming off a long Memorial Day weekend, boys. How was your Memorial Day? Mine was pretty good. Spent the whole weekend uh, not doing a whole lot. Did some cleaning around the house. Yeah. Watched a little bit more baseball and then uh, had a couple burgers and hot dogs. Couple burgers. Oh, I think I had like okay, maybe five, five six, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I think I had like four. Be realistic. Dogs, Somebody brought Bud Light, and then apparently that disappeared. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Right. Memorial Day is crazy. Weird. <laughs> it just disappears. It doesn't even go anywhere. Christian, how about you? You know, I enjoyed every second of it. Got to sleep in a little bit on Monday, and I did absolutely nothing, which you can't beat that, in my opinion. I uh, yeah, no Monday because I had taken a couple of days off last week, so. I uh, had a very long weekend, and then on Monday, got some cleaning done, watched uh, a Band of Brothers marathon. Oh, good. Always good, good. on uh, Memorial Day. I do I try to do it once a year, watch Band of Brothers. Incredible. About the 101st. Yep. So uh, local right there. Uh, yeah, it was a great Memorial Day weekend. I enjoyed it. Glad to hear you boys enjoyed it, too. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, Clarksville High School Sports is over. Kristen, uh... Yeah, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, so Clarksville Baseball, their season finally ended in the state tournament. Uh, CHS lost two of their last uh, three games, but they outscored their opponents 10-2 to during those contests. Uh, you know, during the opening round of the state tournament, Clarksville High won the opening game against Stewart's Creek 10-0. to They dominated. Mm-hmm. Okay, simple enough. Christian Henderson, I think, threw his fifth uh, complete game shutout on the season. Uh, he just was a master class performer this year. Uh, but Clarksville, the Wildcats did end up losing uh, their final two games by a, a total 0-1 to one in each game. Heartbreaking mm. way to go out, isn't that right? It's a tough one, but hey, real quick, let's just give a round of applause. Rossview, Clarksville High, Clarksville Academy, they all played fantastic this postseason. Those three teams... <clears throat> We have not been able to stop bragging about them all right. season long. I mean, good night. It's every episode we have to come back on here and say something about how great they performed all season long. Just ran into some really tough talent. In it the, goes back uh, to baseball. Yeah. I mean, baseball is a game of getting hot, and Stewart's Creek, I mean, they got hot in those last two games. They were able to pull out a really strong defensive well, outing. The thing about it is they uh, lost to the defending state champions as well. For, uh, Farragut, I think it is. Farragut, oh, yeah. dude unbelievable program man i don't know how they i don't know how them boys are looking right now but i remember back when i was in high school when we went up there to play farragut just it it is another level there's some great baseball teams in the state of tennessee east tennessee east tennessee their facilities are top notch it is well i feel like okay if we're gonna bring up state teams yeah ensworth high school Mm-hmm. Down there in Franklin, Tennessee. Ensworth Academy? Yeah. yeah. Incredible program. They all heard about their heartbreak of a season. They had a pitcher pitch a complete perfect game to make it to the state tournament. Mm-hmm. And they actually took it back because he went over his pitch count. And oh. they missed out on the state tournament. Oh. Yeah. Heartbreaking. It was one of the most horrifying stories I read. What do, what do y'all think about it? I mean, like, uh, the, this whole, the whole pitch count thing. I mean, I know it's obviously to protect these kids' arms. And that's the thing. You have to you have to sit there. You, I think as parents, as people who love the game, and as people who want to see the game be pushed, yeah, you, you, have, to, you have to physically draw the line as to, like, how many pitches these kids can throw. What is that line real quick, just so like we understand? 70-something, 70, 70 right? Pitches? Yeah. No, it's it's over a hundred. It's over. 100. It should be a hundred, I believe. Okay. Uh, not eight hundred, but I, it's somewhere around there. He went over by one. I think it's one twenty. Oh. I think it's one twenty. He pitched one twenty two. Okay, so one twenty one. I mean, and so me. here's the thing. Other thing too is obviously I think it's the what the coach's job. This yeah, is, coach's job is a to look at that thing. There's somebody on that team. Usually it's an assistant coach or a player. Yeah, or but somebody here's else. the thing. You got a pitcher that reaches that one twenty mark, and you're in a complete State game situation. Tournament. There is no way. I mean, how can you in good conscience pull that player? Like, because of the rule, but especially I mean, if he doesn't want to well, go do you, out, do you yeah. think they even realized it? Or I mean, do you think this probably was not that something that they thought that they could get away with? Maybe there was a pitch count because right. how about this too? Maybe the TWSAA needs to have an official 
official pitch counter, and then whenever that pitch counter hits, stop. Don't that, leave it up to interpretation. Even the umpires, they're, umpires are local. Umpires for TWS delay are usually local, and they're just programs that are in place in those specific areas of the state. Yeah, no, like you, we've all. I think we've all umpired for. A little. I actually never did umpire physically, but I've know so how, a lot how, of how, the rules. So how it works is they just get certified by TWSWA, just right. like they do with like a uh, little league uh, organization. Yep. Or they get uh, by the NCAA or OVC or stuff like that. Each little organization has their own um, league. Basically, they're basically contractors that come in. It's yep. guys who are trying to make fifty hundred dollars a game, a weekend, something like that. A little extra money for the family. So it's not like you can tell these guys, "Hey, I got to have my pitch." counter in one hand my pitch uh clock in the other hand where i'm counting balls and strikes behind the field and then i'm also trying to watch everything else too so um there's a lot that goes into being an umpire but on top of that there's an umpire shortage yeah and that's that's a whole separate conversation to have because that is more about parents and having to deal with that you know at that level of competition though i feel like there has to be some sort of state representative there you know counting the pitches especially like if that's how they went out that's at least unbelievable at least at the st- at that level, that's what I'm like saying. When you're getting into these regional or type tournaments. Yeah, I mean, like even in the district too, like just appoint a appoint a a pitch clock person. Now it, it's kind of like one of those rules things, like bat- batting out of order in the lineup. Like, right? It's one of those tedious rules to where they're like, "Oh, gotcha." I'm looking to so. I it's- don't know how you feel about that personally. For me, it's like I'm like. Oh, are you serious? Are you serious? Like this is how you're like you're gonna win on a technicality like that? If I'm the other coach, I'm not proud of myself. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, proud of your team for getting to where you got them, but I mean, sure. you also have to kind of read the room of the fact of like, okay, well, we lost because he went over on pitches, but he completely outpitched us. Yeah. Like we and it, didn't have an answer for it. You have to be honest about yourself about that situation. Yeah, but. As hard as it off is, away, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, this is a good one though to have. I mean, this is a this is one of those moments where you look at it and it's one of those rules where you get so angry at it because it negatively affected you. Yeah. But the whole picture of it is designed to protect the kids on the field. Yeah. So as much as it hurts, and I hate it so much that they lost because of that, or they like or they had to forfeit that game because of that. Look at the seniors. I, I mean, yeah, and that's heartbreaking. It's the rule. I, I mean, unfortunately, it, it goes back to that old saying, like, we got to hold everybody to the same standards. Yeah. And, and I it, think it, that maybe this is one of those situations that brings about a rule change or a some somebody in TWSAA that's going to be out there counting pitches and notifying being like yeah. hey you were going over their pitch count or you were going over this like but this whole pitch count thing this is not anything new no like little league has the same thing yep. and there i remember back when i was playing little league there were yep. parents who were just hawking those pitch counts waiting for another team to mess up so they could whether it be getting out whether it be do this or that advance a runner whatever the yeah, exactly. penalty and it, for that is it's nowadays it's sad it's very, very sad. I th- obviously, I don't think any coach or anybody's going to be like, "Oh yeah, we don't want a official that's counting pitches, so this doesn't happen." If you do want that, I don't know why you're coaching. I think it's just such a hard one to deal with. Like, I think it's the, the situation is heartbreaking, but I think in the overall aspect, I don't see any rule changes coming because of it. I think, I, I think TWSWA just chops it up. They should do some sort of tweak with the rule though like they should should I, you lose the game because of that i don't think so you know then the thought process then becomes on the wrist maybe maybe but then the thought process comes across of you know maybe like all right if your team's up by this many i don't know like it, it's so hard to try to figure out what would work best for that to prevent that but i feel like you're right there should be at least a way for if a, if a kid is on the mound and having a lights out game yeah. is there a way we could figure out a way to for his statistics like his live statistics to keep him in is there a way for that to happen i don't know i feel like that's way too hard there's it's already hard to get statistics for the high school level anyway was it like a close game that's or very true I, see, I don't have the story right in front of me, so I don't sure, remember the yeah. uh, the actual ending score of it. But I mean, I know Ensworth. I don't remember if Ensworth won. No, yeah, I think they did. Ensworth had won, and yeah, he had, yeah. it was okay. a complete game. Finished the game, but then they found out that he went over, and I believe TWSWA revoked uh, the decision. Wow! Because of it, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, in that almost situation, like an eligible player situation. In that situation, I find out during the game. What if you know instead of you know revoking that win and that is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Instead of doing that, why not? Like, okay, the pitcher's out of the game. 
and the batter he's facing automatically gets a walk to first. So it's like right. a disqualification. It's like, you know, when a batter walks off the field and goes back in the dugout, but he was actually safe three. Or, or out or something of the sort, then like it's automatically one of those things. It's a tough thing. Drama in the state tournament. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's one of those interesting things to see, and hopefully maybe they get that fixed. But no matter what, Clarksville High Sports, or Clarksville Tennessee Sports are over for the season. Uh, what's to come, though? Yes. So we'll be looking to bring in high school football coaches in the surrounding area yeah. and interview them while also going to their practices and catching whether it's video or photography on those practices. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. We got a whole off season ahead of us. And I mean, high school realm of things, obviously a lot of players don't move unless they're graduating, but a lot of information going to be coming up as far as scheduling, as far as what new coaches are looking at. Yeah, exactly. New members coming into the community. It, a lot of news comes in the uh, off season football and I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the off season of baseball. And then um, even then off season for Austin P Austin P has already wrapped up their stuff and uh, Austin P baseball uh, lost in the uh, A-Sun tournament just a week and a half ago. And now... Uh, oh, heartbreak. You want to talk about that for a minute? Oh, Not that really. Was, but, that, uh, was, that was a tough... We were all watching it in a group text. Yeah. Uh, just... Well, we watched the first two games, and Austin P lost the first one, which we knew after the first one. It was done. It was, well, it was, we didn't know if it was done. It It'd was just going to be very hard for the governors to get out of it. And I think all three of us were really excited because we really felt like Austin P had a chance. We, you know, and um, in that second game against Stetson, it was. Um, it was just hard to watch because Austin P, you know, when you especially when you get into a situation where the other team is just putting in runs, yeah, and yeah. you offensively, it was just hard to see. But then you go into the third game against Jacksonville State. Man. Governor's playing; it didn't matter. Austin P had already been statistically eliminated from yeah. uh, any more contention. But that third game, Austin P coming out and putting up, I think it was sixteen runs yep. in the whole entire game. It's one of those like let loose, yeah, like you're just letting everything in. Everything in the cupboard fly. And you know, hey, the first year of the A-Sun, Austin P makes it into the A-Sun tournament. Had huge ups, had a few downs this season. Overall, I think you call it a success. I mean, you made it into the top eight. You you got there barely. You have to be honest about that. And you have to realize that there's definitely things that your squad is going to have to work on now. But, hey, I mean, it was a competitive A-Sun bracket. I mean, yeah, we were there at the very end. Right at for, right near first place, right in the end of the season, and it was just unfortunately the same woes that we had the last year with you know pitch, struggling pitching. If we're just being honest, struggling pitching. But the thing I want to bring up, you know, outside that second game in that tournament, you know, pitching for Austin P actually was a bright spot that yeah. first game, especially then also in that third game. So it was tough to it was tough to watch because in that first game when they were in what was it the tenth inning or whatever I believe so. Peyton Jewel had already just put his heart out there and was doing everything just could not find the plate for a second. It was a tough. That was, I think that was probably the hardest thing to watch was yeah. watching Peyton Jula pitch it because the relief pitchers we all know can only go <clears throat> or they only shoot to go maybe two three innings at yeah. the max and he was pushing that and he didn't, but Peyton Jula is also. Some could argue that he is very much a one and a half inning pitcher. I think they had the runners. Runners. What was it? Runner on first with two outs, and then I think it was two walks. You know, and I brought it up a bunch this season. Austin P. A lot of their woes came when they had two runners on and two outs. I mean, I feel like I saw that appear for the Austin P. Governors so many times this back half of the season, and that's hard to watch because then it's just. It kind of feels like it's maybe a mental issue. You get two runners on, and then we struggle to. <clears throat> put the ball into the strike zone or put it over yeah. the plate at least for swings to be taken. I yeah. mean, you know, and I think that's hard. We walked a lot during the, the during the tournament. It was, it was tough. I mean, but you know, they went out, they, they had some heart. Um, this, like you were saying, Jeff, though, this was not a failure of a season no. at all. The governors were competing for first place in the a sun. And uh, yeah, it was, it is what it is. That's baseball. Like we'd said earlier in the podcast, too hot right now, and uh, unfortunately, Austin P's uh, season ended. It did come to an end, and they Austin P baseball was pretty much the, I think the last athletic team for Austin P to compete this season, as we they wrapped up um, college athletics for the uh, 2022 2023 school year. Um, 
But with that being said, Corey Gibson, the new head coach for the Austin P basketball team, is making his way to Clarksville. He is already here. He has arrived. We've done a few uh, interviews with him. We had him on last week. And um, now he's bringing some basketball camps with him. We kind of touched on yes, it. Sir. He touched on it a little bit in the interview with us, um, with me last week. But just to give you guys a reminder, those Corey Gibson camps, uh, kindergarten through sixth grade coming up June at 12th through the 15th. And Capers can get into that one for $150. $125 if you are a uh, faculty member of Austin P or you have a military card. And then the elite camp. And that'll be for ninth grade to twelfth graders. That's going to be happening on July first and the and July 29th. And that camp is a hundred dollars again. That one's for ninth and tw- ninth through twelfth graders. And look, I, I don't know about you boys, but like I remember as a kid, especially for those K through six camps. I remember as a kid going to Austin B's baseball camps. I remember they have great summer oh, camp programs down I, in Austin. B. I went to a Cumberland yeah baseball camp. Oh yeah, one of the most yes. fun camps. I think I've been- I think, yeah, it was one of the coolest camps I have ever been to. And I was never, this was right when I kind of was making a decision on which sport I wanted to play. So many Jeff options. struck out every at bat, basically, Ooh. in baseball. Well, they, okay, so I went into this <laughs> camp. They actually tried to get me to be a pitcher. Yeah. And I, I think that was more of just like, I think every kid wanted to be a pitcher, so they just cycled pitching drills through this camp pretty heavily, yeah. just in case there was that one needle in a haystack yeah wasn't me but um it was so cool because you had the whole entire cumberland staff out there you had a couple of their baseball players out there and we just went out there i mean hitting practice pitching fielding i was a third baseman by the way not a pitcher but uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun i love these camps that's something you'll remember for the rest of your life for sure and that's something i look forward to like signing my kid up yeah no they got really great day camps over at austin p uh yeah, like I was saying, I remember doing the baseball camp. They've got camps for everything over there. I think it's over at APSU.edu. Go check them out. Uh, definitely go check out Corey Gibson's camp that he's got going on. Yeah, Corey Gibson's camps. If you want to go, if you want to go register for that one, make sure you go to CoreyGibsonBasketballCamps.com because this one is also this camp is actually uh, with Corey Gibson. It is not technically with Austin P. It's his own camp that he is bringing here to Clarksville. So. CoreyGibsonBasketballCamps.com is where you can get registered for that. But, like I said, Austin P is in conjecture with it. And it's great to see him already make an impact in the community. I know that's one thing he emphasized during his opening press conference. And, you know, to see that firsthand already speaks volumes to, you know, what he wants to do in the community. Well, that and then we have the basketball camps that he's bringing. And then on top of that, he, um, he also... I think I saw a video on Twitter where he was going out and he was actually cleaning appliances for Lincoln Homes right next to Austin P campus. Huge, huge, great guy. Yeah, no, awesome to see Corey Gibson getting out there already in the community. He, you know, he preached service to you a lot. Yeah, that was one of the big things. And uh, yeah, right off the bat. And what, what were you saying? He had a thousand hours of service. Yeah, something like that. It was insane. Thousand hours. I mean, he said to be a gov, you got to serve. So, uh, yeah, I definitely enjoy uh, what Corey Gibson's got going on, and uh, can't wait to get him in here in the studio. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get him this summer. Uh, maybe get involved with something with him. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, but that's what's going on pretty much at Austin P. And uh, let's move on over to the national side. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Jeff, you want to kick it off? Yeah. So the biggest story right now. Well, I don't want to say the biggest story. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the national realm of things as far as like national Clarksville stories, I guess you could say. But JCM Racing, uh, the Maynard family adding a third driver, Justin Ashley, going to be joining the team. Yeah, so Justin Ashley is coming off a career year as well. So he finished uh, NHRA uh, last year in fourth place, and he's picked up right where he left off. Currently, he's uh, only 31 points behind the leader in the standings, and he's also in fourth place this season. So, you know, this is a great acquisition for the Maynards. Well, and JCM just recently won a race, did they not? Yeah, they... so actually in his first race under uh, partnership with the Maynards, Ashley came out and won his first race. See, that's awesome. And I know this is still kind of a new team, JCM yeah. Racing. They've had a team for, like, I want to say the big news kind of dropped a couple, yes. well, maybe It was July of 2022. Yeah, so a little less than a year yeah. ago, this has been going on, and they are already making that third driver exactly. move, which is awesome. And yeah. then you just love to see local oh. local talent and local uh, companies being able to go out there and put 
Clarksville on kind of like that uh, bigger stage for just a little bit. Exactly. And the thing about it is they first partnered with uh, Tony Schumacher. Yeah. That's who they partnered with to begin this uh, organization. Then I think it was January they partnered with Tim Wilkerson, who also just won his first race with the Mannards uh, with JCM Racing. So and he did that in his hometown of Chicago, Illinois. Oh, that was probably so. Cool. You know, they're they're standing out too. They're yeah. getting things done. It's not like they're just competing and that's it. They're winning races. You boys ever been out to one of those races? I have I not. Have one of those not. drag strips. Yeah. Well, I've been. I haven't been to the drag strips, but there is a track over in Columbia, Tennessee, uh-huh. called. Uh, oh man, I want to say it's called like Thunder Road. Yeah, it's a dirt track. One of the coolest things I've ever gotten. That name's very fitting. It sounds like. Yeah, it was awesome. It was one of the coolest (laughs) things. Fried bologna sandwiches. I mean, that that's my cup of tea (laughs) right there. I'll tell you what. Felt like I was at the Wilson County Fair or something. What do they call it? Funny fuel or something like that with those track strips. Funny funny car. Funny yeah. car oh, yeah, racing. Funny car, funny car racing. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so... Those are so much fun. get your blood pumping, well, man. I'm a big these were sprint, I think the, the, the night that I went, they were doing sprint racing, which is kind of okay. like the, the big spoiler on the back type car. Yeah. One of the coolest takeaways when I, I spoke with Joe Maynard about uh, JCM Racing, he mentioned that they're developing a developmental program for young racers who are interested in becoming drag racers. So that's something to keep in mind. They're going to release in for more information in the near future, he said. See, that's but, cool. Yeah, right? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> giving people a chance to develop as a driver, a professional driver. You know, this is one of those things where this is a conversation that uh, is an interesting one. This is one of those things where so many people would be involved in really cool like other activities if they were offered like learning points were offered when they were in high school or middle school. Nobody in the, my growing up, there was nobody I grew up around that I could be like, I want to race. And they would have, there's a couple of families. There's yeah. a couple. Like, that's yeah. what it is. It's families. And, yeah. You know, some of the ones around here, you know, getting you into go-karts, getting you into uh, some of the other racing uh, levels that you get up to there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I always want to get into that though. It was so cool. And then I, and see, I think of racing and then also the one thing that comes to mind is men's volleyball. Do you know how many people in high school, we loved playing volleyball, like just on our own, yeah. whether it would be at the church we went to or at the gym in high school, like for PE, we loved playing volleyball. And a lot of guys at my high school were kind of like, why do we not have a men's volleyball team? It's because it's not offered in Tennessee, really. Well, so I attended Mount St. Joe University in Cincinnati, and uh, that's the division three school. Uh, we had a men's uh, volleyball team and I would go watch those games. Unbelievable. They, yeah. Their skill set is amazing. It's really cool. And I, I, I really hope that that comes to fruition, yeah. that that works out really well, because I think it'd be really cool that it'd be like a race car driving school. Here in Clarksville, yeah. that'd be awesome. I don't we, know if it'd be in Clarksville. Well, or, I don't know where it would be, yeah. but you know, yeah, what I mean. we got but we got still. the we got the dirt tracks out at the Clarksville Speedway. We got yep. a little drag strip. If you've never been down there for like Friday night, little Friday night lights, take your oh. own car down there and start dragging. Oh, one of the best, funnest things. That I don't think to, my F one fifty would. Be <laughs> much, I took, man, my I Jeep t- would love that. I, t- I took my Nissan Frontier down there when I was, I think it was like high school or whatnot. <laughs> and man, the rules back in two thousand and nine were. At least he didn't say Volkswagen Golf or something. Yeah. No, they were pretty uh, lax. You just signed a waiver, pretty much. At least that's how it was. Obviously, I mean, what did you people, think you were getting yourself into, John? Obviously, the fine people down at the Clarksville Motor Speedway are following all the protocols and safety regulations. Yeah, John got there. kicked out because he was trying to bet. Um, <laughs> no. no, just kidding. Maybe. No, Maybe. <laughs> but we're going to... Uh, so, yeah, that was JCM Racing. Congratulations, Justin Ashley, for your new partnership with JCM Racing. Hopefully, you guys have way more success uh, this year. Congratulations. Next up on the docket in the national side of things, Nate Landwehr. His next fight, we were able to uh, hear from him just a little bit ahead of this fight. Yeah, pinned him and Dan Ige. Christian, he got back to you. You were talking about it. Yeah, so one of the things Nate brought up initially, actually immediately to me, you know, the naysayers doubted him in Russia. Then he became uh, the champion in three fights. Then in his first UFC fight, he got knocked out. People said he didn't belong. He proved them wrong. Now look at him. He's on a three-fight win streak. So he just keeps developing himself. And, you know, just to quote him real quick, he said, I was born to live the life I'm living. Through all the ups and downs, I persevere and perform. Through hard work, sacrifice, I be- bleed like most men sweat. I sweat like most men breathe. But I live like most men dream. You know, he is one of the most inspirational. He's a cool machine. He is. He just, 
he just walks around pulling quotes out of his mind. I can't wait like, for his book to drop when he I, retires. I know. And you know, the thing about it is he's not he's not fighting for just two people anymore, him and his wife. He's fighting for three because they're expecting a, a newborn baby. Yeah, it's huge for him. I think he's He's so excited for this fight, and he has uh, definitely earned it. That last fight that he had, now moving into this one, fighting for a, a spot in that top 15, this is what he's been waiting for. And he almost had it, his last fight, but uh, unfortunately they had that fight drop, and they had to have that replacement with Austin Lingo, which worked out really well for uh, Nate Landwehr, yeah, able no. to go in and have that win. And you could you could say he should deserve a top 15 spot in my eyes already. And I brought that should. up. Yeah. I, I mean, at one point... This should be a this should be a ranked fight. Alex Caceres does not deserve a top fifteen spot. If you drop him, I mean, if something happened where it was like detrimental to did. him, maybe, maybe that's it was. why we haven't really heard why the fight was truly dropped. But that's not fair to Nate and no, it's other not. fighters in the division. No, it's not. No, so. and, yeah, no, Nate. He made it very clear when he was talking about his new contract. He basically said, you know, I, I got to pr- I got to back my words up. I got to prove what I'm doing, but, and he has, that's the thing. It's like, uh, three finishes in a row, 50 K. Now he's going up against Dan 50 K Ige. Well, so. here's the thing. You have a fight against Dan Ige, but one thing you also have to think about is, uh, Nate Landwehr has already proven himself as a UFC fighter to me for in sure. my, in my eyes. Oh, he no is 100% it. like They're you're fighting a for a top 15 spot right now. You have an opportunity here to make it into the top 15 of the world. Of your weight division. That's huge. Yeah. You can't take that from him or anybody else. It should be like, a 15 versus 13. Like a ranked fight. I agree with that. I That's think, where I'm thinking. Too. I think. And uh, that was one thing I wanted to ask Landwehr is, do you think you should be ranked? And I think the answer is yes. As we've already talked about, you drop a fight. To me, you automatically forfeit your spot. Right. And also you're under contract. And, and I get know, that things happen and I get that all that happens. But we have a fighter right now that's already working towards being in your spot and you're electing not to be there. And he said like, you know, June 10th, he walks into that octagon unranked, but he's going to walk out a star with that 13th ranked placement. Yeah. So like he, he's just, he's ready for this opportunity. Climbing that featherweight ladder. Yeah. Love to see it. Continuously, man. Like, and just real quick, I just want to quote him one more time because again, like he's a quote machine. Like he said, John, Uh, he said, I will change my family's life forever. I will break the chains of a mediocre life. My unborn son will have everything he will ever need because I'm willing to die and I'm willing to do the things a billion people are not. He's ready. He's re- Oh, no. Hey, I'm so excited for this fight. I'm super excited. Have you done any research on it a little bit? I have, but the thing is, there's no odds out there yet. So we don't even know who's favorited. I, I'm i willing to bet. I'm probably going to place a $200 bet on Nate Land. What are you, what are you gonna, are you, you're not going 200 200 just for the W, right? Yeah, just for the W. Just for the W. Because it's kind of unpredictable. I haven't studied how uh, Ige's finishes fights. have played out in those losses. Do you know what type, type of fighter he really is? I haven't looked at him too much. Either. I haven't watched him too much, to be honest with you, either. I think he's I think he's more of a stand-up guy. Um, but look, I, I think Nate is going to... I think Landwehr weighs a little less than him. He might be a little bit faster. Maybe. Um, I think, here's the thing. I think that we don't know exactly what Nate's going to do because every time I think he's going to knock somebody out, he puts them in an anaconda choke. Or in, in when I think he's going to submit him, he beats him up. And then he submits him. He's a wild card, man. Like, that's that's how I would describe and it. We got very lucky, I think, with our bet last time where we, and I think we got to throw a little, I think we got to double down. Time out. Uh-oh. Lucky. I, I told you. I told you what was going to happen, and you followed my lead. I didn't follow your lead. Oh. I, I definitely. Oh. That was. I, no, there was no tips. Oh. It was oh, so I didn't tell you he was going to get submitted. No, no. Then the day after you, I said that you make no, that no, no, bet. No. I think. I think. <laughs> I think we both simultaneously bet submission. Uh, no, no, no. Christian definitely gave me a tip on that one where it was the sub. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I definitely hedged my bet and put the W and the sub. So hey, you trust my advice. That's all I want. I did, and I think that that I think that's something we might have to go in on again. Maybe a little submission. Yeah, we may have to study this a little bit more, and then make a little little pick, and maybe make a a decision on all th- all three of our parts. Make hey, a prediction. I think here's the thing. I think we're all picking for uh, Nate Landweir to come oh, out with that win for sure, though. That's that's without a doubt, Jeff. 
Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves still having a pretty darn good season right now. Right now, their current record thirty two and twenty three on the season. They've lost the two le- previous games to the Oakland Athletics. They are going to be playing today around two thirty. But the big story for the Bravos. Mike Soroka back on the mound, my man. You know, it's just amazing to see a young arm oh back on the field, too. You know, he's dealt with so much. A heartache yeah. for him. A young guy, one of the youngest. He was, I 25 think he was, he was one of the youngest players to go into the Major League Baseball leagues. And he literally has gone through some of the worst stuff. So he, uh, first year, or I think, yeah, it was first year, he um, came out, threw his arm out ended up having to have Tommy John surgery and then comes back a year later the next season. And I think it was first game back. He tears his Achilles tendon in his ankle or his foot. So he's been out for a long time. The stat line read. um, So when he came out for his first game against the athletics, he had not seen major league playing time in 1000 in like 16 days. Wow. Insane. Insane. A thousand yeah. days out of the game I of mean, Major League Baseball. He's been he's been rehabbing in the minor leagues, yeah, of, course, of course, and he's had his ups and downs there. But this guy is definitely a major league pitcher. He finished his outing, six innings pitched, gave up five hits, four earned runs, struck out three, only walked two. He did have that lone home run that he gave up. You but, know what? That's a solid first start. Yeah, exactly. To go six innings, I think that's pretty in, it's pretty good for a person who has not seen major league playing time. As a Phillies fan, you know, I hate to see him back on the field but also i'm just glad as a human being that he's yeah. back what he he loves doing right you know and that's just the thing some of these guys there and he was so young 25 that's how old i am yeah. like that's just my age think about like if i had all of my dreams come crashing down for two whole three years almost of not being able to do something that i really wanted to do well jeff hate to bring it to you but it's gonna happen to me <laughs> uh, well the same thing kind of happened to jack o'flaherty you know it took a while for him to get jack back o'flaherty on. yeah no jack flaherty flaherty <laughs> jack flaherty uh yeah no jack flaherty he he's been dealing with some injuries uh going back and forth but you know the cardinals Toughest division in the major leagues, if I have to say so myself. Most competitive, if you look from top to bottom. Your Weaker Sports is also the biggest hyperbole show, apparently. Four and a half games. Cardinals currently sitting uh, in last. They were on a good run. Didn't he Uh, say this about the Titans division last week, too? too? I mean, the AFC South, everybody knows that's the most dominant division. Yeah, with the Reds, who haven't been good, you know. No, no, no. no. One, two, three, four, five years. four 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 and a half games out of first place. The Cardinals were eight and a half, so they are definitely making uh, uh, good strides after going on that big win streak. I've but, got a question for you real quick. How does it feel to be or to have a worse record than the Pirates this year? Um, you and I both know that that will not last. And that's <laughs> what's the, what's the record right now? Of cra- uh, crashing. Uh, Pirates are 27 and 27. Cardinals are 25 and 32. So it's what's not. What's the Athletics record? Because that's the worst team what's in the Athletics. It's, it's bad. Uh, I know the Athletics it's bad. are 12 and 45. So I think we See, so are the Cardinals off. aren't too far off from that. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite far off. I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. I was seeing a wins chart. And like it showed like projections throughout the season, the athletics weren't even their logo wasn't on this this Man. board because of how many losses they have taken. I think you think the fix is in like they're because tr- they're trying to get out. Of, I think the I think the owners are trying to get out of Oakland. And I move think to it's Vegas. already approved. It's not it, approved by the city of is it not? Las Vegas yeah, yet? Oakland, but that's a formality. Have you I seen think. that stadium? Oakland's it looks about it. insane. Have you seen the renderings of it? No, no, oh, no, you haven't. Man. There's like an arch going over top. It's it's beautiful. It's insane. Was it because it's in the, they're trying to move it to Vegas? It's gonna, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely going to match the Vegas look. The, that yeah. is it's going to be sure. the Vegas A's, right? Or I believe something I, very similar, but I believe I so, so. The city of Oakland's not happy about it. That's the whole no no comparison. Like right. they're mad. This well, is like a St. Louis Rams situation, kind of. Uh, it might be worse than that one because ownership really hasn't done a lot to. You know, make Oakland too appealing to fans exactly. well, in the past. But, uh, yeah, two wasn't seasons? it also that they were having trouble getting fans in the stadium? I think they've had that problem for a couple well, years. Well, there's a few teams for Major League Baseball that struggles with it. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rays being the number one team that but can't get fans in. They're but, ranked on number one in the power rankings right now, too. Well, so see, that's, they've done that for a long time. Yeah. Where Tampa Bay has been one of the top teams in Major League Baseball, but they still just can't sell tickets. In Tampa it's Bay, really you think that's that's kind of weird. Well, it's not in Tampa Bay. It's in St. Petersburg, which oh, is yeah. outside, an hour outside of Tampa. Gotcha, gotcha. That's why it's weird for them. It's a so, huge stadium down in Tampa. 
Oh yeah, that one is huge. I thought you were for a second. I thought you were oh, talking no, about no. the one in Vegas. I was like, it hasn't been built yet. No, no, no. Are, let me ask you this: Are we looking at like a legitimate major league, like the movie Major League scenario, where she's trying to tank to oh my sell gosh. the team? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. But also, you got to think about this: What if the Las Vegas deal falls through? One of the top spots, Nashville. Nashville, Nashville, Nashville's been pushing the Nashville stars. Here's the thing: Nashville, Nashville will probably be an expansion team, meaning that they will add a team. They're not going to move a team. I'm just saying. Now, my original, my original thought process process on this was that Tampa Bay was going to be in Nashville. I thought so too. That was my whole thought process. I thought they were going to expand. I thought the expansion was going to be real quick. I thought the expansion was going to be another Canadian team. See, and I heard that too, because I heard that, uh, well, I think it was Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was taking practice in Canada and playing. So during COVID year 2020, uh, they actually played half the season. Let me rephrase that. They played all of their season in Canada. Yeah. They did not play in Tampa Bay. Or was it, or no, they was split it vice season. or was it vice versa? It was a weird system, but I know that they were splitting time between Tampa and no, Florida. You're definitely right. Tampa Blue and Canada. Because one of the two reasons they couldn't move back and forth from the United States to Canada to play because games. Of COVID. Yeah, because of COVID. So I don't know. Nashville is getting a team. Like yeah. we're all over the place. The Nashville sounds have such an appealing Oh, but yeah, see, here's my thought process on that though, because as the sounds is really cool, but you can't build that stadium well, out a whole lot. No, 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 no. I'm not even saying that. I'm oh. just saying the market, their market is just so appealing. And that's why I think, you know, Nashville would be a perfect home gotcha. for a possible expansion or, you know, the A's if this Las this Vegas deal. deal did run. Yeah, like, that would be through. really cool. But here, I think now that the Titans have been approved for a new stadium, I think if we get a team, I believe... Uh, I was going to pay for it. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we've already actually. I think they already did get approved for the Titans to get the new stadium. So that yeah. is going to happen by yeah. 2025. I no, think no, is no, what no. They that's going to happen. But I'm, what I'm saying is, if it like who's going to pay for a major league stadium? Oh well, there's a lot of investors involved. I know Justin Timberlake is involved in that investment. JT? Yeah. Oh. JT coming to Nashville, baby. Oh, he lives, he lives in Brentwood. He does. Well, a lot lives, of them live in. Brentwood. I think he lives right down the street from Clay Travis. Actually, that sounds about that, right. That w- what a block because it's two celebrities. <sighs> what a block party that would be. Can you imagine flipping burgers at your house and like you invite the whole neighborhood Clay and then Travis. all of a sudden like how do you want your burger co- Justin Timberlake and then you got, <laughs> what and then you got the the old three HL crew sitting back there with JT singing oh, Crimea River in the background no actually the whole in sync walks in that's why I was, about, that I was about to say yeah. that but no we uh, we were a little bit all over the place on that but you know the A's uh, that that whole situation is pretty interesting and I'm looking to see how that plays out Nissan Stadium might. Would be, I think, a great opportunity to build a baseball stadium there. That is very true. That's what I was trying to get at with that last yeah, yeah, part. Point. Was I was trying to say, like, because the Titans have a new stadium coming, they could turn Nissan Stadium probably somehow, some way into a baseball field. The problem then becomes, what do you do with Nashville Sounds? Are they going to stay in Nashville to be a AAA affiliate for, uh, I think currently they're for Milwaukee? Yeah. I yep. think they went back to Milwaukee because yep, they were they were for the Rangers last season, but I think they're back to Milwaukee. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe it's a weird it's a weird thing that like I don't know how they're going to be able to logistically make it. Maybe happen. you upgrade them to Knoxville because Sevierville is where really Sevierville is where the Smokies play. Yeah, the Cubs, which they're like two A or something like that. Two A, two A. I think they're two the A. Uh, but a lot of fun stuff going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, a lot right. of possibilities out of possibilities. there. And so many again, these are all hypothetical. Yeah. This is the fun that we have on the show. We like to... Uh, right, where we make fun of each other and we talk about some really cool baseball things. And then we just go off on the best of tangents. But um, Bays have one of the coolest logos, in my opinion. So that's just a fun fact to throw out the there Bays? for me. I think so. Their hats are did you, nasty. Did you learn how to write in cursive in high school? I, 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 I didn't. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We're 25. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna uh, wrap it up with a little bit of Titans news. Uh, kind of what's going on. This is gonna be the interesting part, boys. What is going on in the NFL right now? DeAndre Hopkins gets released. Yeah, Titans need receivers. Yeah, so is does this, Dallas. Is this a possibility for the Titans? So I know he mentioned five quarterbacks that he wants to play with: Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Uh, Josh Allen and uh, I, 
maybe that was it, but I think there's one more out there. But he wants to play Lamar, with Lamar. Maybe no. I said Lamar already. Okay, but he was about Dallas. I don't know why. He he wants to play with the top tier yeah. quarterback, he and he wants that. to have a great defense. But when you look at it, who makes the most sense? Titans make the most sense to my in my opinion because For of their him, needs, look. but. He he wants the ring. They need a good one. I think he definitely. I think he definitely wants to. Um, I think he definitely wants to uh, ring chase, and I definitely think that he wants to be on a team with a great quarterback. But boys, you and I both know. So is he going to the Jets? <laughs> no, no, no. That Jets Jets already uh, kind of t- toned that down. You and I both know that money talks. Odell Beckham oh, Jr. Yeah. I think is getting eighteen with incentive, like in the possible incentives. Which well, Who is? that's. Odell. That's on mm. that contract was very unrealistic in my opinion. Exactly. But here's the thing. For the Titans to be able to compete in this market, because he's already said that he wants to go to a team with a good defense, Titans can arguably say that they might have a decent oh, defense. Their defensive line's incredible. Exactly. But the quarterback situation is not ideal. So for the Titans to be able to compete, they're going to have to overpay for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It's truth, but also their quarterback situation could be way worse. Look at the Raiders going Bro, back to Las Vegas. We're still, no, 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 we're still a month and a half away from Will, season, and I feel like you're already counting Will, my boy Ryan Tannehill out. And Will Levis. Well, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get into that. So that that's my second point. We'll you get, know I like Will Levis. We'll, we'll get into that here in a second. But on the DeAndre Hopkins thing real quick, say Ryan Tannehill is still the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans uh, coming up here. If the Titans want to compete for DeAndre Hopkins, they are going to have to overpay for DeAndre Hopkins. And it's going to have to be around that $18 million. Uh, I don't know that you can go over 20 That is that I, line. I, I think say, you can get I, him for 15 But here's the thing. If the Titans do, if they do want to compete, then they are going to have to make space for DeAndre Hopkins. In yeah. that, and that can come in the form of three forms. And I was listening to a show earlier, and he was making great points. He was talking about there are three things that can happen. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, or uh, Kevin Byard. Whether that comes in the form of an outright release of one of those, uh, whether it comes in the form of somebody taking on that contract, uh, whether it comes in the form of them restructuring a deal and uh, making cap space for that, kicking I, the can down the road. I think the Titans would have to, if they wanted to offer him, let's say $20 million, I think you have to go to Ryan Tannehill and say, look, if you want to be our starter to start this year, you have to take this pay cut, and then you give him a number. I don't think he, they can't. They can't. Like he's already on. I think he's already. They you already can take, ask him to take a pay cut. They owe him money. Like that's the thing is they owe him money. They can, there's not a pay cut thing that they can. There's do. There's ways like, to restructure that. Sure, whether can, it's pushing payments back that go into other seasons. I think they've already done that though with him. They there's can just kick, there's a lot of things they could do though. They you know? can restructure his deal. And then maybe get rid of him another year if they don't want to keep him down the road. Yeah. Whether they do want to keep Ryan Tannehill, they can outright release Kevin Byard. As unfortunate as it sounds, they can outright release that. That's $19 million right there. KB already said he's not going to take a pay cut. They can restructure Derrick Henry's deal, which seems if they're going to restructure, that might be the best option if they think they can get three more years out of Henry. Um, that's the, you know, yeah, you're squinting. I mean, like, that's the same thing that I'm thinking of too. Well, where, where I'm at is, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins will come here if there if Ryan Tannehill is not here. There's no point for him to come here on a ten million dollar uh, on a uh, one year deal just to collect twenty twenty million dollar back. Where do you have Ryan Tannehill ranked in your top thirty two quarterbacks? Real quick, I think he I think Ryan Tannehill is probably a top ten quarterback. Top ten? What? I think he's at ten, probably like one of the top ten quarterbacks. Name ten other quarterbacks that you think are like that can step on a field right now and command the game and do that. I can let y'all talk and I'll do it. I think he's better than Dak. That's fun. I think he's not. What? Do you think he's better than Dak? No. I think Dak... The Cowboys, the past two seasons, regular seasons... Who can win you more games, do you think? Dak. I think... think Out of Dak and... Yeah, out of Dak and him? Dak. I don't know. Maybe my ego's getting a little bit... I think your ego's Number one quarterback for me right now, I think, is Josh Allen. He's interesting. He can throw the ball Maybe I'm underselling how many good quarterbacks there are in the NFL... I mean, we can put, we can make the list out right now if you really want to. I mean, if we have time, we don't, but it's possible. So we can just go ahead and say that Ryan Tannehill is a top ten quarterback. I'll give Ryan Tannehill fifteen. Would you say fifteen? I would say top twenty and put him at probably so, seventeen. Uh, I'm going to name all the quarterbacks real quick. Okay, we ready? We have Pat Mahomes. Better. Better. Jalen Hurts. Better. Joe Burrow. Better. Yes. Josh Allen. Yes. 
Justin Herbert. Mm, Are you kidding me? Debatable. You think Ryan Tannehill is better than Justin Herbert? I think what he can give you Ryan consistently Tannehill. on the field. I mean, like, I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is going to blow your socks off. Justin Herbert can definitely light things up. Okay, hang on. I thought we were saying that these quarterbacks are better than Tannehill. I don't think. What I was saying was I think Justin Herbert and Ryan Tannehill are very similar right now. That's what I'm saying, too. Like, I wouldn't. I think I would, Herbert gives you a bigger upside, but I think Ryan Tannehill can definitely give you more yeah. consistency. They, they, I think those two quarterbacks just have so much that are going in different <sighs> directions that you have perks with either either one for that team. Okay, I have let's, no comment let, let, on right, what both of you just said. So we're at 4. We're at f- that was 5. Uh, debatable. Anyway, oh my. <laughs> What's the next one? Trevor Lawrence who just took his yeah, team to the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, well, I would yeah. say I would give him that. I would give Ryan Tannehill up on that one. Really? Yeah. Over Trevor Lawrence? Oh my gosh. What are you talking <sighs> no, about? No, no, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you a little bit. Well, I per- I prefer Justin Herbert over Trevor Lawrence. Let's say five. Let's say five. I do too. <laughs> All, All right, go ahead. We're gonna keep going. Tua, that's debatable. I, in my opinion, because you know he has a insane. Yeah, no, I'm gonna give that one to uh, Tannehill. Okay, I Tannehill say, can throw it further. Yeah. It's a toss up. Okay, Jared Goff, who. Uh, that Actually, Jared Goff, I think, is better than I, I. I'm high on Jared Goff with the Lions. Uh, ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the yeah. Lions. He, He's a cool quarterback. Lions, the Lions so will kill his just career. Just to tell you real quick, like he does with every they do with everybody. Okay, but Goff player. threw 29 touchdown passes and seven picks last sure. year. Okay, let's say six. Let's keep, let's keep him moving. Yeah. Uh, Geno Smith, comeback player Gino. of the year. Oh, okay. I take interesting. One. I take Geno every single day of the year based off of his, how he. Do you have a came stats back. right there? Yeah, I don't I even do. know if we need to look at the stats right now. 30 though. touchdown passes, 11 picks. If Tan- well, let me ask yeah, you let me, let me ask Tannehill. you this. If Ryan, it, it, I know ifs and buts and all that fun stuff. If Ryan Tannehill had still had AJ Brown and maybe another weapon too. Is this a different conversation? He's not a top 10 quarterback. No, it's okay, not. Okay, keep going. Still. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. We're at 6. Keep going. Dak. Dak better than Tannehill. Dak, Dak is where I argue. Okay. I would say Dak still. Dak better than Tannehill. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll give. Let's go seven. Lamar Jackson, Lamar better than Alden. Tannehill. Justin Fields, no. debatable. No, 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 no. Not not. With Haven't what I've seen, seen enough that's, of Fields yet. Yeah, that's debatable because of he didn't have protection last year in Chicago. Yeah. Didn't he only play half the season too? Yeah, he had Mooney, number one yeah. wide receiver. It's going to be different with DJ Moore. I think this year Justin Fields will be light years better than Tannehill, in my opinion. We'll see. Okay, we'll keep that at, keep it at eight because right now we haven't seen enough. But keep going. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers Better. for sure. I'd rather have Brock Purdy. Is that uh, the next one? With what elbow? <laughs> that was mean. But also, you have to think. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro. His first year, Mr. Irrelevant led his team. I know yeah, they have yeah, a great it's, roster. It's a great story. But he led them to the... Uh, okay, is there any other name? Well, let's get back on, on track. We don't have a ton of time, but... Like, is I'd, there, is I'd there take any Kirk other, Cousins. Is there any, okay, is there any Over other Tana name? That, yeah. yeah. Is there any other name besides Kirk Cousins that stands out to Daniel you? Daniel Jones. No. No, no, no. 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 We, you can't give the ball to Daniel Is Jones. Is there any other name that stands out to you right now? Why, what's wrong with Daniel Jones? Come on. Okay, we're not going to argue what's wrong with Daniel Jones. There's a oh, marad what, of lists that is what? wrong with Daniel Jones. Let's talk about confidence issues. Let's talk about he can't run five steps without tripping or looking goofy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he had being, 708 rushing yards last year. I'm just being mean. You, you know what okay. I'm talking about. But it, This person has Ryan Tannehill ranked as his 19th. Best quarterback. Okay, okay, what's the next? Is there, like I said, is there any other name that stands out to you? I think Matthew Stafford went healthy. Blatantly. Yes. Okay, anything blatantly right now you can do. I mean, say. we just named, we named more no, than I got, 10. I got nine. No, I have nine. For the sake of the art, for the sake of the argument, you guys I, also I, said I Justin right. no. Herbert. No, you were not. <laughs> you also said Ryan Tannehill's on the same level as okay. a franchise quarterback, Justin <laughs> Herbert. So I that's, think I only said, out of the ones that we listed, I think I only said that two of them would I would start over Tannehill. I, th- I think I think there were. Like, or, no, I'm sorry, I would uh, not start. I think yeah. there were three that were debatable at the latest. Ryan Tannehill's like the 12th. Okay, wrapping back around before we get more off track than we already are. Um, I think that Ryan Ryan Tannehill, if DeAndre Hopkins is going to come to Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill has to be there. Are we all in agreement on that? What's the second team we think DeAndre Hopkins is going to go to? Because what um, if he does not go to Buffalo, the Titans? I like if, him in Buffalo. If they can afford him. If they can afford him. Same. I think Hopkins looks 
It's probably gonna very be, appetizing for Josh Allen. It's probably going to be the Chiefs. Let's be honest. Man, I don't like I don't, that no, because if no. the Chiefs get him, that's just going to be a hard team and to if, beat. If D Hop loves Bryce Young, I think worse. Carolina would be a valuable option as well. I don't think he I can see Hopkins in a Carolina Panthers uniform. Yeah. Regardless, I think okay. So that's that's the thing with the Titans. If they want DeAndre, if they want to compete for DeAndre Hopkins, which I think they'll throw an offer out, they'll definitely call him. It has to be competitive. Like, remember back to the draft, they were going to try to trade up to three to get DeAndre Hopkins. There were rumors flying around that they were trying to get DeAndre Hopkins yeah. in a trade at three. So, be that for what it's worth, Tannehill has to be here for Hopkins. I don't think that Hopkins is coming here just for Will Levis. I mean, like I would like to see it. He has to see more. Yeah, I would like. I exactly. think that's the thing with Bryce Young too. Exactly, but on the flip side. There is quarterback trouble brewing in the NFL. Yep. Two teams, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Atlanta Falcons. Possible landing spots for Ryan Tannehill if they want to get rid of him and trade him and get rid of all that money. We all saw what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is having problems with his physical, and uh, it is a very dark spot right now for the Las Vegas Raiders because um, it's a very dark spot for the Raiders right now because – they might not have a quarterback. I think uh, who's the quarterback that they got right now? Uh, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is the option that the Raiders are looking at. And you know who that makes mad? Devontae Adams. Who yeah. just basically left Aaron, left Aaron Rodgers and all that to come to play in Vegas. And get the payday. And get the payday. So I think those two spots are actually spot on. Well, because uh, Falcons... Uh, Arthur Smith, familiar with Tannehill, needs well, a win this year. I just don't believe in Desmond Ritter, in my opinion. No, I no. I did not like what I saw from him last year. You know, if they aren't winning games by let's say week eight, I think there's a great possibility that you know the Falcons could pull that trigger before the trade deadline. So that would be fun. I mean, either Vegas or Atlanta, but you never know. Vegas might go the old. Vegas Jack- makes sense. They too. might go the Jackie Moon route though. Jackie Moon. With uh, old Tom Brady? Yo. Part owner? That would be wild. I would sign up for that. Mark Davis shaved his hair. God he, bless. He shaved his hair, man. He looks like a normal... Have you seen the pictures? He looks yes. like a normal person now. <laughs> his, I, that should have happened a decade ago, though. Not think, to, you think he was not trolling? Not dog on him too much, but man. You think he was trolling everyone? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that's pretty much what's going on in uh, in the world of sports. We had a lot of fun. Went a little bit long today, but uh, yeah, we're having fun. Uh, for Jeff Matthews and for Christian Brown, I'm John Glass. Peace.